is dairy farming polluting our groundwater? A lot of people would say, well, yeah. That's established science, isn't it? Well, no, it's it's actually not. When you look more closely at exactly what we're talking about here, and in fact, there's an EPA study out, out there that claims that dairy farming does pollute groundwater with nitrates and even just talking about nitrates i think we've talked about it before here on this program it gets into that's a whole can of worms of you know what's really harmful and what's not a lot of that's been blown out of proportion but even leaving that aside for a moment is our dairy farms filling up our groundwater with nitrates and poisoning poisoning us all uh, this EPA study made it seem that way, and now we're uncovering more and more details that show that study did not follow basic scientific principles. It certainly did not show what a lot of people think that it showed. And sadly, that very study was then used, weaponized really, I would say, against dairy farms to sue them. This happened back on the east side, eastern Washington, Yakima, Sunnyside area. The study was used as evidence in these court cases to sue these farmers, and that's actually put some farms out of business. So is the study itself that they're using to make these claims that dairy farmers are polluting groundwater do they do they hold water no pun intended welcome back we continue here on the farming show here on key gmi news talk 790 i'm your host dylan honkoop glad to be here with you also glad uh, that we have our sponsors supporting making uh, a show like this possible uh, uh, laurel farmer western supply for one uh, farmers equipment company McAvoy Oil as well, providing your agricultural uh, fueling and lubrication needs. Uh, thank all those folks for for supporting the farming show here on KGMI News Talk 790. Joining me back from the east side, back uh, in, in eastern Washington, is a is a crop scientist, uh, somebody who's been involved with this, been in around agronomy. Uh, he he described himself to me just a minute or two before we came on the air. Here is really uh, he spent a lot of years basically in forensics. Uh, around crops and soil and and farming so you're a scientist who's been following all this for decades and and i should welcome you to the program um stuart turner uh welcome to the show and and talk about this this study how did this ever come to be this was uh, under the previous administration of the epa they decided they were going to set out and do a study essentially to to show or 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 I guess if if you're a legitimate scientist, you should be trying to find out, asking the question, is uh, this actually occurring? Is dairy actually contaminating groundwater? What did they do as far as this study? What do we know about it so far? Well, the the study is a classic case of reverse engineering. EPA started with a a philosophical uh, position that that prejudged the industry and, and concluded prior to even beginning the study and in fact, uh, the, the, this was the source of uh, the ongoing uh, sort of nitrates in groundwater issue. It's present not just here in the Northwest, but nationwide, wherever uh, farming is uh, a significant part of the landscape. And when you reverse engineer and you've already formed your conclusions, it's pretty easy to backfill around that uh, by designing the study to drive data in such a way as to reach the ultimate conclusion that you desire before you even begin. Well, a lot of people look at this and say, well, the EPA says, and the EPA studied it, and there were scientists involved. 
what did they do then? You're saying they started with kind of the conclusion and then worked backwards to gather the, the data to to make the case. And by the way, you go to savefamilyfarming.org. Uh, you check us out on Facebook as well. Um, and you can find, we've produced a video explaining a lot of this. We also have a document with a ton of links to a, a ton of different scientists' take on this issue. What did they do to start kind of, as you say, filling in the blanks there to, to tell the story that they wanted to tell? Well, you know, in, in regular science, what we consider as, as, as good science, you start out with a clean sheet of paper. And you, first you outline what is the question that you're trying to answer. And the question that they should have been trying to answer is, what is the current source of nitrate loading to groundwater? But instead, what they did was say, what evidence could we find that might indicate one outcome versus another? In other words, how can we introduce bias into the document? How can we get and it to say what we want it to say? How can we get it to say, you know, because <laughs> EPA is a master of risk management. It's a politically driven, um, uh, less so, I think, under the current administration, mm -hmm. but it's a politically driven uh, agency that has had a really a, a mixed bag reputation. At times, they've done absolutely first class work. At other times, uh, it's just been abysmal. Uh, and in this particular case, a classic uh, part of this uh, study was to say, okay, what happens on a dairy? A dairy is a very simple business enterprise. They buy feed that contains nutrients and energy. The cows utilize that to produce milk. There's a significant byproduct, the urine and the manure. That also contains nutrients. It contains energy. So it's in the interest of all farm producers, but in, in particular dairy producers, to capture as much of that energy as possible. Imagine if you had a, a car that, that the tailpipe, instead of spewing all the various ingredients to, to, the, to the air, went through some type of apparatus and reconstituted a barrel of oil for you. It'd be just fabulous. <laughs> and, yeah. and in a way, yeah. that's the business model. Dairies are the original recyclers. Yeah. And they have the highest percent capture of the nutrients that they use. So if they buy a truckload of hay, it's just like buying a truckload of diesel fuel. And they capture more of that. Uh, some is lost as metabolic energy to heat the animal and to, to have the normal living processes. Some is, is taken off as milk. And the rest is all there, and it's all in a perfect proportion to feed crops because guess what? That's what it is, partially digested crops. That's what's in, in manure. Even with a four-part stomach, the cow can't get all of the nutrients on one, one pass. So we recycle these by land applying them. The theory that EPA tested was, gee, if when we do our study, we only identify fields that are getting dairy manure or composted manures from dairies, and we sample them and we find nitrates, that proves that the dairies are the source of the nitrate problem. And when you look a little finer at the fine print underneath there and you look at the actual protocol, did they use EPA's protocol, the one that they enforce on everybody else who submits a study? No. Did They, they didn't even the, follow their own rules? They did not even follow their own published rules. And, you know, the second tier would be, well, okay, well, let's say that they followed a land-grant institution, a recognized scientific body like Washington State University, Oregon State, or University of Idaho, who, who published a, a, a circulars on how to prop appropriately sample fields. No, they, they actually said, we're only going to go to those fields that have just received cow manure, 
And instead of taking a one-inch tube and, and probing at random and collecting a number of, of cores and then having those cores analyzed by an independent lab, no, we're going to instruct our people to go out and look until they see a little bit of a, a cow patty, <laughs> use the toe of their shoe to move it aside, take a little tablespoon and scrape that top two inches of soil that was right underneath that little cow patty and put that in the sample. Well, you know, um, that's insane. Sorry. Well, it is. I mean, and, if, and if there, there was, no if there wasn't nitrate in that top inch of soil, your crops would be dying. I mean, this is, this is normal stuff. Correct. If you want to know if the dairies are contributing, the surface is not the place to look. That's <laughs> where the highest percent of the roots are, where the capture is the highest. You want to actually go to depth. You want to go to depth repeatedly over a period of time. And you want to take a field and look at the different soil types because there's different uh, percolation and movement. And you need another main ingredient. Nitrate is immobile. All by itself, it's just like a nail. It's inert. It has no force or ability to go anywhere. Water, on the other hand, because it solubilizes nitrates and water is affected by gravity and is pulled down into the soil profile, water is the hammer that drives the nail. Hmm. Do they even look at irrigation to see, gee, are they just supplying sufficient irrigation so that none of these nutrients are driven below the root zone and they're effectively captured and recycled in the crop? No, they didn't even look at that. So their, their focus was on the nail, but the nail is inert. It has no ability to move absent the hammer. And so they come up with this study based on this flawed sampling method and a lot of other issues from what I understand. And they come to the conclusion that it's it's dairies and dairy manure that is polluting the groundwater there in in what the Yakima area. Uh, it, what what was the specific? This was an Eastern Washington study. I know that. Yeah, it was Yakima County's Lower Yakima County study. And you know, I, I, I just sort of the, the tip of the iceberg thing here on the, the whole study is they only studied fields that got organic source nutrients. Why didn't they go to a conventional field where the guy might have been lumping three, four hundred pounds of fertilizer on every year and take a look across the fence over there? Because, in fact, the majority of the farmed acres in Yakima Valley do not get any type of dairy nutrients. There's just not enough to go around. I know that my dairies are, are very close to being completely sold out right now, hmm. and you'll have to wait until fall hmm. until there's more manure available. And, in fact, if you look at the total Yakima Valley Washington State Department of Ag did a study and found that between 38 and 45 percent of all dairy nutrients captured and composted in, in Yakima County are actually exported outside of the county. It goes to Multnomah County down in the Portland area, goes to the Seattle area, goes up to, to the Columbia Basin where we have very sandy, low organic matter soils. And the incorporation of these nutrients is doing wonders up there. So the question, though, is, you know, you've got to ask, well, there, there's nitrates in the water. And again, I, I'm not even going to tackle in, in the short amount of time that we have left the, the questions about nitrates and the flawed studies that claim that nitrates cause cancer, which there isn't a, a clear study that shows any such thing whatsoever. Uh, the, the, the continued drumbeat about uh, nitrate and blue baby syndrome, which was from a flawed study in the 1940s that still hasn't been uh, dealt with and corrected a lot of false information there about nitrate but i'm not even getting it into all that there is high nitrates in the groundwater in that area in in the yakima uh study area 
where did they where did they come from? Basically, from what you're saying is this EPA study didn't, as it claim, really as it claims, really prove that the, this nitrate is coming from dairy farms. So where is it coming from? Well, the the, the you know back the bus up just a little bit. You know, I've been on the Lower Columbia Basin um, GWAC committee that, that controls the Guam, the groundwater management uh, area. And we've been studying this extensively. We've done an awful lot of water well sampling. We've done some cooperative work with EPA, some cooperative work with Department of Ecology, cooperative work with Department of Ag. And we've done deep soil sampling analysis in, in a spring and fall in a wide variety of crops that are, that are raised in the area. And ultimately, we've produced uh, a volume of data, which is all available on the web on Yakima County's uh, Guama website, which shows that dairies are not the primary loading source of nitrogen. The primary loading occurred, most of it, 20 to 50 years ago, when, frankly, Washington State University uh, and other authorities that were advising farmers, it, it gave them an economic al uh, algorithm and said, if you apply 300 pounds of N, you'll get seven tons of corn. If you apply 400 <laughs> pounds of N, you'll get eight tons of corn. And this was in the published uh, uh, documents. They're called fertilizer guides. And, and that's what the fertilizer chemical salesman did. So, and you have to remember that that for the first 80 years, the the the, the Yakima Valley in particular did not have high cow numbers, but was almost exclusively irrigated by furrow irrigation. Hmm. Well, furrow irrigation is extremely inefficient. Coming back to the hammer and nail thing, about 30 to 40 percent of all applied fertilizer under furrow irrigation is, by the nature of furrow irrigation, washed below the root zone. And that's what's created this pool of nitrate. It's this historic use. Well, and it probably it, you know, takes it's, a long it's, it's time. You're ignorance. saying you're talking about this nail and, and hammer thing. If if the if the uh, nitrate is the nail and it just sits there, water is the hammer. It's got to take yes. a long time for that water to drive that nitrate all the way down to the aquifer where it's in the groundwater, especially over there. I mean, you're, you guys' groundwater is deep. Well, it depends on where you are. There are areas in the Yakima Valley where the water seasonally is fairly high. So we, you may only be at uh, 12 to, to, to 20 feet in depth. In other areas, it's over 200 feet. But, uh, you know, the use for 80-plus years of a system where if you start the, the furrow running at the head ditch, it runs 12 hours to get water all the way to the bottom of the field. Well, the very top of the field has had excess of water for at least six of those 12 hours. That excess water is, a, is acted on by gravity. And because that water solubilizes nitrate, it created a pool of, of nitrates that were below the root capture zone. And that's why we have high nitrates. Uh, I mean, there are other sources of some consequences. There's, we've had increasing uh, rural housing density on septic. Uh, there's some municipal discharge uh, of treated uh, wastewater, which has some nitrates in it. Um, you know, and we all fertilize our lawns. So uh, there's lots of different ancillary sources but the, the the dominant player on on the, the playing field is is production ag with uh field and row crops and and frankly uh, the way things were done 20 30 40 50 years ago is not the way things have been done for the last 15 or 20 years we yep. we had a, a extensive use of equip we've now reversed course now we have less than 15 percent of the area is furrow irrigated where before it was 100%. So we've gone to, to micro sprinkler, we've gone to drip, we've gone to uh, center pivots, 
We're monitoring our water use and correlating it with evapotranspiration, water demand. Uh, the university publishes on their website every day. So we, we have taken very active steps generically as an industry to stop hammering away. Well, we're not only not over applying, but we're not allowing the hammer to pound whatever's there. So for you guys, especially there, it's it's about the water. Here, we really can't stop the water on the west side. It Correct. comes from the sky. Uh, but yep. in either case, it's about not putting enough nails out there for the hammer to drive it all the way down into our water if we want to continue with the <laughs> analogy. And that certainly has uh, had huge benefits here in western Washington as well, nutrient management and not over-applying and only applying what that crop is going to use. And that's why out here we're seeing nitrate levels actually turning around actually going down but what you're explaining here is the reason why this doesn't happen overnight it's not like someone over applies and then that next day that next week that next year even is when the nitrate problem is it's years and decades down the road and so only now with better practices will we see things change and that's going to take some time for that problem to go away but from what you're saying it sounds pretty encouraging like things uh, can go the right direction and, and this problem can be solved well, that's the whole entire target of the, the Guama program, which we've invested about three and a half million dollars and countless uh, thousands of hours uh, in studying and characterizing the, the nature of the problem. And of course, you can't change history. So your view is entirely looking forward. And fortunately, you know, we've had a uh, we're experiencing a generational shift in farming. We have a lot of younger, better educated people um, in farming now. They have the ability to use technology that nobody even thought of 15 or 20 years ago. And it's the four R's, which we've known about for a long time. But now in the digital age, sharpened to a very fine point. It's the right product at the right rate, <laughs> at the right place, at the right time. Yep. It's the four R's. Yep. Stuart Turner with us here on the uh, Farming Show on KGMI. Thank you so much for your time. We could, I think we could go on about this for hours, but unfortunately we're out of time for this segment. We really appreciate you giving some insight into this EPA study. So in, in a nutshell, in, in 10 seconds, what would you, what would you say to the folks who, who are claiming that this EPA study really a answers any sort of question on, on nitrate issues? Well, I think that the best thing for everybody to do is, first of all, read the study. And go to EPA's website and read all of the posted crit critical comments. And the, the critical comments are by a lot of experts who are highly qualified. Yep. And they really place it in perspective. And you can find a lot of that information as well, and including a link directly to the full study and all of these comments on our website, savefamilyfarming.org, as well as yakimafamilyfarmers.org. Stu, thanks for your time this morning. We appreciate it. No, you're sure welcome.